Welcome to another fabulous bonus episode of the Book Wars Pod. We're doomed. It was really great during the um, during the intro because, like, you know, Miranda was doing her thing and dancing. Keeks was doing some like half-hearted dancing, and Rana was like looking off screen at such an angle that it was just like <laughs> the most intense side eye I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was Argos uh, in the corner. He's just no, being... he's asleep. I don't have an excuse other than that. I was using this time to depress myself over how much rentals have increased. And Ooh. that was what I was doing was I was looking at that on my second monitor, which in all fairness is also where my episode notes are. But I know you would never think we had episode notes if you listen to the pod. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> we do. And, uh, and we just ignore them. So while don't, don't I don't say that, my in, girlfriend's cousin's it. friend listens now. <laughs> um, entirely I'm too not going to reference that it reminds me of that Spaceballs joke about Star Wars when you say that. Which Spaceballs? There's a lot the, like, of Spaceballs yes, jokes about true. Star the, Wars. Like my uncle's roommate's cousin's nephew's <laughs> former. Yeah, whatever. I'm not funny. That's why I don't write anything. But that's why we're not on the podcast. We have a boring, <laughs> shitty podcast. Wow, that's, that just made me sad. Oh my god! Damn, didn't have to get so fucking real, Burb. Jesus. Like, so fucking actually. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we all need to quit? Like, is this the last Ooh, ever? This is it. Episode? I was gonna say we're, we're gonna put out the first three minutes of this, and that's gonna be it. This, this is our announcement. Is it. <laughs> Uh, so you heard it here first, folks. Wow. As you Sorry, can hear, I will hype myself up and stop looking at these things online. Tabs closed. One more. You tab should just look at done. yourself and the camera like the rest of us do. Exactly. And then I'll really or, be depressed. Not Sorry. the camera, um, but the screen. I'm very. Keeks is doing a motion that I'm talking too much, so I'm gonna mute. <laughs> that's not what that means. She was dancing. She did the little like yip yap. Oh no, that's yeah, just, that's no, just what, just how she dances. Crab hands. Yeah, I was gonna say she's, she's just, just a crab. That? What? I don't understand what's happening. Wait, that's what me. And, well, is it just a white people thing? Di- no, this is how our old band director used to keep time. Uh, when, so me and that's why me and Miranda both do it during the intro. <laughs> uh, I thought like I've only seen that motion for like when people are being rude about talking too much. It's like. They'd be like, oh. yap, 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 yap. Rana, I would never fucking tell you. You could talk. Th- oh, hi. It's fine. Oh, Jasper, what kind hi. Of, what kind I thought of it was like a you doing your producer someone. job and being like, can you guys stay on topic? Like we just started and we're already no. I have never tried to bring this podcast back. That's not true. Sometimes yeah. I try to get us this, back on topic. This is but the intro. Has we're it ever been successful? No, but no. you try. They're lucky we don't start recording earlier. <laughs> Where we just like bullshit in the beginning and talk about literally whatever. I've already I mean, forgotten what, what we talked is. about before this. So that's true. We were pretty quick today, though. Yeah. That's well, fair. before you got on, I was talking One. about the woes of makeup removal. So okay, oh, that's a fair yeah, point. I was, I was late. I, uh, y'all, we were pretty <laughs> quick once I got here today. <laughs> you weren't. Uh, you weren't that late, though. No, I was only I'll like four or that. five minutes late. That's pretty good yeah. for me. No, no, sweetie, you were like fifteen minutes, ten minutes late. <laughs> Almost no, no. He was pretty right. close. He, no. he he texted that he was on his way at 
7.04. Then it was at least three minutes until he got on because it was 7.07 and he still wasn't on. We're like, oh, Chris texted you. I'm on my way. Uh, uh, I don't care. Sorry I'm like this. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not. I am anyway, not someone who's ever I'm not sorry. I am life. correct. In fact, if the someone gets story. mad at me about being late, I usually tell them that that's racist. Good. So. As you should. I mean, I, I don't mean it seriously, but also, like, that it's you. racist. Oh, that's a great thing should. to tell Every time people, someone, though. like, apologizes to me for being late, I always, like, feel more and more like I'm turning into my dad, because he used to say time was a colonial construct, and I was like, you're just giving me an excuse for picking me up late from school again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, that's very funny, though. <laughs> it would happen all the time. He'd be it's like, not funny I'd, that I'd he didn't be, like, pick you up. standing outside school, like, and he'd be like, well, whatever, time's a colonial... I was like, dad. It's fine. You probably took a nap. I get it. It's all right. Just can we go home? <laughs> Anyways, I'm on mute now. Like I said, I would five minutes you're, ago. You're good. No, never mute. As you can hear, uh, I'm Chris. I'm here with Rana, Miranda, and Kristen, and Jasper. If you heard us say hello to Jasper as he walked in. Jasper. Jasper was here. He's uh, now asleep in the coldest room of the house when I'm, when i'm in here he goes in the mm-hmm. room to the left of me because it's cold in there argos went to bed at like seven o'clock tonight and i'm oh. like are, are you sick what's happening that's what time i went to bed last night mm, yeah you dream. did do that <laughs> i just i, just I don't want get to it. I, I, I can't like going to bed at like nine. Oh, i slept ideal. i was so tired i slept so much it was great i drove back from oklahoma with covid and i still couldn't go to sleep before nine yeah, I wanted to. I literally couldn't fall asleep. Anyway, we're all here. We're talking about Book of Boba Fett again. Um, the long-awaited part two to our... It's a noted Book Star Wars book. <laughs> Miranda, you'll that notice that when it's not a book, we do it as a bonus episode. But it's the There's book some of Boba. <laughs> I do hear, I do hear what it. you're saying. Yeah, no, I was, I was quite happy with that, to be honest. No. Didn't don't, you miss me? <laughs> don't, Miranda, just to be clear, you should not take my lack of laughter as a sign that I didn't get it. Oh, no. Kristen obviously didn't get it. Shut that's the fuck That's up. the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. No, I thought it was good. I mean, not good Thank enough you. to laugh at, but it was good. Wow. It was good. Not good enough to laugh like, at oh, should be yeah. the tagline of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I mean, that's a, title. Jokes, that's a title so right there. Counts. Uh, anyway, on this episode of Book of Boba Fett Wars Pod, um, I'm drinking water. I'll just go ahead and get that out of the way because it's boring. What are you drinking, Miranda? I've got wine. I got this wine at the store yesterday. I may have read it incorrectly, but I'm like 95% sure that it was on sale for $21.99, originally $34.99. And I was like, holy shit. There, were, there was one next to it, and it was like $15.99 on sale from $21.99, but there were, there were no bottles of that left. And I didn't want to spend $21.99 on wine, but it was like at a really good discount, so I had to. It's a, it's a Chianti. It's Italian. Volpaia. Um, I don't know, man. It's a Chianti. It tastes like wine. Is your dinner some nice liver and some fava beans? I had pasta. Close enough. There was like a... I, I made like a... A very simple sauce for it with some like little cut up sausage. It was really good. Cool. 
Rana, how about Rana, you? Rana, what are you drinking? Well, first I was going to say I relate to the buying wine that you wouldn't normally want to spend money on, but then you're like, yeah, that's a good deal. It's a this, screaming deal. My, my hands were tied. I went to go get alcohol a couple days ago, and when I went there, they had a wine that like I've only had like for Christmas at my aunt's house, and it was on sale for, I don't think it was like $22 or something, and I was like, Ooh. this is usually a lot more, Like I'm, I'm getting this. And then I opened it Friday, had one glass, brought it down to Cadman's, didn't drink it over the weekend because we had like other alcohol. And then oh no. this morning I got home and I was like, no, I left this. <laughs> and I was, I immediately texted him and I was like, I'm sending a vacuum stopper to your house. You need to fix it. I can't waste the wine. Yeah, um, I, I, I had a glass of it yesterday and then I was like, I need to fall asleep right now. <laughs> so it was like a race to, you know. See, why does it make me sleepy? Well, I was, I was otherwise sleep i had had a couple beers while making dinner mm, and that, that'll do it i don't know it was a it was a sleepy kind of weekend i mean i say wine doesn't make me sleepy but actually everything makes me sleepy it's just <laughs> that wine doesn't make me sleepier than anything else reasonable it doesn't make you extra sleepy Mm-mm. but like I, i've always seen that like meme of you have one glass of wine you want to go to bed and i was like mm, no can't relate i mean i always want to go to bed but oh sorry my asthma is really bad if you hear me wheezing it is uh it is not anything to be concerned about it's just my asthma i'm gonna mute and take my inhaler in a minute it's not anything to be concerned um, about it's just a chronic illness it's just a chronic illness <laughs> i've had my whole life since i was a baby um anyways uh i have bad genes apparently actually we can blame the industrialization of the area i grew up in because there are all those interesting charts about industrialization and asthma rates so listen Woo! you know i'm always down to blame massachusetts for anything it's true hell yeah you want to have infrastructure based on mills Enjoy your chronic illness in your future generations. Um, anyways, I am drinking a dry dock beer. I think I might have had this on the pod when I first joined the pod. Um, it's called Pomegranate Smoothie. It's an ale, and it's brewed with pomegranate, vanilla, and lactose. It's delicious. It's 5.2%. It's so Where is this from, and when are we going? Uh, dry dock. They're in Aurora. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I've not Listen, been there's... there, but I've had other dry dock beers that are really good. I think they have like a... Some sort of, I want to say maybe like an apricot blonde or something in the summer oh. too. I think I was drinking the pomegranate smoothie beer on the pod a few weeks ago because I remember I got it for the Super Bowl and it was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy it. I went, when we had the first spring like weekend and it was actually the end of February, I went to the liquor store and I got like a little mixed six pack of like fruit wheat beers and things like that. And then I, I included this in that. I'm Love trying it. to save them. But yeah. How's that going? It's going pretty well, actually. Oh, good. Plenty of other things to drink, especially because <laughs> the people who are staging my apartment want me to get rid of all the alcohol. I'm not going to drink it all, but I was like, hmm, you know what takes up less space than a beer in the fridge? Anything else. So, anyways, what are you Can't argue. geeks? Um, I don't know if I've actually had this on the pod before. Um, oh, no, I picked a koozie that's hard to get the beer out of. The beer is stuck, folks. Um... I've definitely had Crux beer on mm-hmm. the podcast before, and I like Crux because um, th- they will they write a whole thing on the back for you, and I'm going to read that to you. It says, A Hazy Indie Pale Ale by Crux Fermentation Project, brewed in Bend, Oregon. Uh, brewer owned and operated is what the, these little pair of boots say. 
Um, in pursuit of the next great hazy IPA, safety is not guaranteed. To craft this highly drinkable adaptation of the style, we evaded all the murky, mysterious gimmicks in favor of a balanced body of flaked oats and wheat, accompanied by whole leaf citra mosaic and galaxy hops, popping with juicy tropical flavors. Dangerously delicious, this hazy drinks clean and keeps you coming back for more. Um, Hell yeah. All of that is true. Chris, you actually <laughs> might like this. Um, we love a citron mo- mo- uh, mosaic galaxy, galaxy hop, hop situation. Um, 6.2%, 30 IBUs. Oh, nice. Nom, nom, nom. That's real low for a hazy, or that's, for an IPA. That's why I said Chris it's might like it. Fucking love that. It's true. Don't look now. All right, and then before we get started, our cause for these couple episodes is the International Rescue Committee at rescue.org. We may or may not have gotten the name wrong last time, uh, but it is the International Rescue Committee. We did get the website right, so you probably you probably donated. All, all three people who listen to this probably donated to the right place. Yeah, everyone who listens totally donates. Everyone, we have a 100% donation rate. Well, I mean, to be fair, if nobody if nobody donates and nobody listens, that is a hundred percent. It's technically that's a hundred percent. Hundred percent of zero is zero. Okay. It's also zero percent of zero. hundred percent of paradox. zero out of zero is not a hundred because you can't divide by zero. So that's a whole other thing. It's uh, um, hashtag div over zero. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent of zero is pi. <laughs> that's what I heard. I listen oh for God. more. My heart jokes. I don't like this. Like. <laughs> um, my, I don't like it. I was going to say thank you real quick um, for people who do donate to our Patreon because uh, Miranda's headphones were extra broken and she got new headphones <laughs> finally. So I got oh, thank hey. you for that. We're not funneling your money into treats for our pets. No. Or it's from, if we are, we also have enough for headphones. I was using um, in-ear earbuds that I bought several years ago. For like nine dollars off Amazon, so this is an improvement. Everything sounds different. No, you can trust the Patreon money isn't a scam because Brian runs it, and Brian is infinitely more responsible than we are. <laughs> um, yes, thank you, Patreon. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, dear Podfather, for granting me these headphones that actually work. This is my first time ever hearing the term Podfather. Very funny. <laughs> it's pretty great. All right, so let's talk Star Wars television. Um, so we talked kind of about our, like, what we liked and didn't like about Book of Boba Fett last episode. Um, and before we get into some listener questions this week, we did want to kind of go back and talk about, okay, so, like, looking at the plot, how does it impact the universe, you know, in terms of tie-ins, in terms of what we want to see in the future, Um stuff like that you know there was a lot that was going on in this series but in terms of like if we want to talk about like the Avets trilogy uh, <laughs> sorry to Kristen for that it, it doesn't tie in as much as like I was really worried about Grogu that's that's the whole thing like I was super worried that Kylo Ren was gonna murder him with the lightsaber but he did not stay at school. So I'm happy for that. That took me a minute to catch up with what you were saying. Cause I was like, <laughs> Kylo Ren, 
Burb, you said you watched it, but did you? (laughs) (laughs) So, surprise, I watched uh, something Star Wars. I think it was actually The Rise of Skywalker. Um, And then you blacked out. Yeah, Yeah. I also have not seen The Rise of Skywalker since right before we podcasted about it, so... For all our shit talking last episode, like Book of Boba still makes way more sense, so it's fine. Yeah, I, it looks like you guys talked about the weird. Um, this is suddenly the Mandalorian interlude. We did. We for, sure did for a couple episodes. That Thank was you fun. so much for listening to the last episode. Like you said, you were going to, and I really. <laughs> I said. I said, it. should I listen to this? I didn't say I would. And then and we you said, guys yes. said yes. <laughs> You guys said you could also just read the outline, which is what I did. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. And I mean, I want to, but I'm You're petty. fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not oh, sorry. Lord. I feel like normally you have the excuse. I know I said I wasn't going to comment, but now I will because I can never <laughs> withhold comment. Um, I feel like you usually have, like, anyone could have the excuse of not wanting to hear their own voice, so they don't want to listen to it then. <laughs> but, like, you were not on that episode. It's true. Actually, I hate hearing the rest of y'all's voices. Yeah, so. no, we know. We're aware. <laughs> it's the reason we don't do phone calls. You tell us every week, Miranda. I, I'm very rude like that. What can I say? It's true. Um, yes, we did. We did talk about this. Yeah, I'm glad Grogu is okay, is the moral of the story. Yeah, it's it was interesting. And one thing that, you know, we can skip to Kate had a point kind of about the that the Luke interlude um, that kind of relates to what I was saying last week about how, like, I find it to be completely in character that Ahsoka was like, follow your instincts. And then it cuts to Luke making shitty fucking decisions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ultimatums. Yeah. When have ultimatums ever worked out poorly for anyone? Is the plural of ultimatums ultimata? I'm going to look this up. Is it? I'm going to mute and figure it out. It should be. Based on words. I've never heard that, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's it's probably not, but it should be. Both are accepted. Ultimatums or ultimata. According to Britannica. That's not helpful when that's the answer, though. And we trust the Brits for everything. Well, I mean, Encyclopedia Britannica. Merriam-Webster has the same thing. Fascinating. Um, anyway, so talking about Luke and the, the Ahsoka interlude, um, it is, you know, as much as a lot of, like, you know, Ahsoka is very polarizing in live action now. And as we talked about last week, there are very good reasons for that because she quite literally was accused of a hate crime and just nobody cares. So that's like very understanding why people like are frustrated in seeing her, um, I did love, and I know Kate did love, that she actually did get to meet Luke, and Kate says that she wants to know if she met Leia. Um, I have to assume that she did. I don't know that we're ever going to see that meeting, but... I wish that that was the case, but I also feel like, based on Star Wars relationships with women, like, maybe not. Uh, that That's not going to pass the Bechdel test, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> women <laughs> speaking to each other? Come on. Not in my Star Wars. Seems fake. Lay in Ahsoka um, map, but it got cut out of Rise of Skywalker. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a nice mental image. I would like that. But, no. but um, one thing that was interesting about kind of the whole Grogu and Mando plot is like, and obviously like the whole, the entire point of it was to set up 
Mandalorian season three. And, you know, aside from the question of why wasn't Boba Fett in two episodes of his own show, but what is going to happen with, with Mando and Grogu and the Darksaber now? Because Mando has been exiled from the psychos, exiled from the, the, the children of, what is it? Children of the Watch? Is that what? Is that I what? Don't remember. I'll believe whatever you say. I think that's yeah, what Bo-Katan I don't know the them. answer, but that sounds like a weird uh, mishmash of whatever the actual <laughs> answer is, plus Game of Thrones. So we should <laughs> verify. <laughs> Throw the watchers on the Mandalore. Um, <laughs> I did find it surprising. Like he didn't super win that little battle, but he like kind of. It was very confusing, and then they just let him walk away with a dark saber. That was the weird part. It's like, like you what? are exiled, and you are not a true Mandalorian. <laughs> Have fun with this heirloom. <laughs> Bye. But I think it's because he had, in her, like, he, I mean, yeah, he didn't fully, fully, fully win, but also he, like, had clearly won in some form of established, like, whatever they had. I'm not speaking English. Can we try this again? They could have shot that, like, they could have shot him with a blaster or some shit and be like, oh, oh yeah, back. that's true. I don't know why like, I just assumed there were, like, formalities around that. Oh, there probably are, but, I mean, they're a weird cult. So yeah. any formalities can be bent if it serves your greater purpose. That's true. Yeah. Ronnie, mm. you were gonna you were gonna say something again. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. I tried once and then failed. Um what I <laughs> I mean we basically covered what I was meant, but um I just felt like maybe he was able to have it because he had established that he had rightfully inherited it through beating the previous owner. And then the same thing when he was challenged. I mean, he didn't win very well, but he did establish himself. Um, I don't know. That, that was just how my brain was like, yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. And I'm not here for Bo-Katan slander. I mean, I'm a little here for Bo-Katan slander. <laughs> She's made some mistakes. She's not the best, but like, fuck off. She the tried. Whole, the whole trying to depose and murder her sister thing is not the her best <laughs> moment. <laughs> Um, but she she's like no Mandalore sucks like the rules are dumb kind of you know like when Mando meets her and she's like you can literally take your helmet off yeah but she also freaked the fuck out when he got the darksaber yeah fair (laughs) but I also think that's kind of fair like can you blame her yeah I mean and and you know kind of the the actually did did they make it explicit but like I can't remember if the armorer explicitly said or not that like she tried to unite mandalorians with the dark saber without having won it and it was a catastrophe um but yeah like i don't know like one thing i'm interested in is like i mean a the armor is definitely not gone forever like there's no question like there's that is going to come up again somehow but also the armor doesn't seem to care about leading unless she's just playing like seven dimensional chess but like she doesn't seem to actually care about mandalore she cares about the way but like mandalore's dead and like you know bo-katan wants the shiny rock planet that's left but like mandalore itself is pretty dead and the the armor doesn't seem to care so that was interesting to me the armor has always felt a little bit flat to me um maybe i'm overly critical but every instance of the armor I mean, she's interesting, but she's always felt kind of flat to me. Like, I don't even care about her motives, to be honest. I just feel like, <laughs> all right, next scene. I, I don't retain anything that the armorer does because I am focused on being gay for her. Reasonable. Shocking. 
So then, like, something happens, and I'm like, oh, something happened. I don't know what it is. Mando got away with the Darksaber. This is a show about Boba Fett. (laughs) Yeah. My thing with the Armorer and a lot of what Favreau's writing does is there's a fine line between mysterious and flat. And I think in season one, she was a little more on the mysterious side of that line because, like, there was just less understanding of what was going on in general. Uh, but I think she, I do think she was a little flat in this one. Um, other than the Darksaber and more TV show tie-ins, because obviously we're going to get more Ahsoka. We're going to get more Darksaber. We're probably going to get Ahsoka and Darksaber in the same place again. Um, but there's a lot of book tie-ins in this, which was surprising because that doesn't... It, uh, it, it, you wouldn't expect it very much, although it has started to happen a lot more than one would expect. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. I mean, I don't expect anyone to ever read a Star Wars book other than the, I would say, four of the five people on this pod. But um, (laughs) no offense, Keeks. Keeks can read them. It's not that she's illiterate. She just doesn't have the time or desire. I don't have pictures. I'm illiterate. Thrawn books only for Keeks. Blue boys. Blue boy or go home. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I am excited. It is a a cool time to have book tie-ins and to be able to like watch a show and be like, actually (laughs) I don't wear glasses, but if I did, I would push them up and explain all of the book tie-ins that I know. And I don't know as many as you all. So um, I don't know. I'm excited by the book tie-ins because at least it adds a little bit of like depth. And I mean, I'm, I'm like someone who's really annoying. And every time I watch something that I've read the book of, I have to like do things. We, my friends and I, if we watch something, especially if we're watching like Game of Thrones or something like that, they always have to drink whenever I give a book fact. <laughs> so uh, I'm maybe not one to ask. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about book tie-ins, especially because whole... I wanted to encourage people to read Star Wars books. That's what this whole podcast is about. That's why I'm here. It is like pushing our glasses up because we know things. With well, that said, I literally only know the Cobb Vanth one, and that's because you guys told me when we did The Mandalorian that that was a book tie-in. <laughs> so I got to be like, oh, yes. But I'm. this might be me sounding like an idiot because, again, that's the only book tie-in. But like, it's, it's interesting to see a lot of tie-ins that Chris will surely inform me about after this um, in Boba because, like... We don't we don't get obviously anything of him really after he gets eaten by the space penis. Um like there's a little tattooing stuff maybe here and there, but it's generally you know pre um Yavin. So yeah. it's it's interesting to see how they tie it in because I feel like it's not obvious you know, how and where they could do it. That was a point. Indeed. Indeed it was. Um, yeah, and one other tie-in that was, I think, really surprising to to me, certainly, because the one thing that you, that at least I expect less than book tie-ins is comic tie-ins, and Black Chrysanthemum from the Dr. Afra comics uh, is was was a huge part of this, and, like, they like got into his own backstory in admittedly a, a a massive exposition dump, but like he was like his own character and like he was just really interesting. And so it's it is really 
it's weird to be in this time of like they are doing all the things I wanted them to do. And I don't necessarily like the product and I don't necessarily like the process, but they are <laughs> unquestionably doing the things that I want them to do. <laughs> I did love the tweet by I can't remember which author first introduced Chrysanthemum in the um in the comics, but he uh had a tweet saying something about like you either live long enough for people to never read your comics or you live long enough to see your random Wookiee you created become a sex symbol. And I'm obviously, <laughs> my delivery is not there, but it was fucking hysterical, the tweet. I I did not take him as a sex symbol in that, but... You're not in the right group chats on Twitter. You're. I didn't not, take it that way either, but... You don't like men. I was going to say, nor are you the right demographic to be attracted to Black Chrysanthemum. I can respect things. <laughs> All I have to say is if I ever asked someone if they were attracted to me and they said, quote, I can respect things, I think I would jump off of a building. Oh, God. Incredible. Also, I guarantee you, and we, I don't know if you need to cut this or not, Keeks, but I guarantee you now that I've said this, that the next time that I get upset in front of a cabin and I'm like, are you sure you attracted me? He's going to be like, I can respect you just because I just said that. 100%. No, it's no totally argument. fine, but I'm I know it's so going to happen. So excited for that to happen to you. Um, um, this reminds me of a very funny Miranda story that I'm not going to tell on the podcast. So oh remind me God. to tell after uh, we're done. not tell that story on the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Please tell it on the podcast. Uh, no, it's no, fine. We'll it is move not on. podcast. It is not podcast appropriate. What is podcast appropriate? Yeah, I was about to say, do we have an appropriate? I like to think there's a line. <laughs> that is the story. Oh, I'm is only well not. Over. I'm only not telling it out of respect for Miranda, not because it's not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> kind of what I figured. We is do have respect a for Miranda appropriate media? for the podcast. Maybe that's the line. Not my line. <laughs> uh anyway uh so yeah we did get book tie-ins and kind of who would have expected that they appear to be setting up you know robocop in season two of book of boba if it happens i'm sorry did i miss something did you say they're setting up robocop oh cob oh i'm sorry that was that was was, was the the pun that was the pun (laughs) i'm so sorry i uh yeah i have no excuse i was like wow i did not see that last cut scene (laughs) now it's time for me to get something and not laugh at it because i totally got it thank you thank you Kristen. hi orca sorry orca just came in hi orca everyone Um, should know that burb just had to pour more wine to deal with us fyi I don't. Well, I, I was picking up the bottle to pour more as Chris made the RoboCob joke yeah, that I apparently couldn't hear. So I should go. <laughs> Sometimes to a it'd be like that. I probably wasn't just speaking to the mic. Let's be honest. No, no, no. It was me. Fully <laughs> me. It's okay. Um. So on that note, let's move on to some listener questions because there are some questions about. Cobb Vanth and what we expect or want to see from uh, you know these characters going forward um, most of these questions are from eh, we got a few from Twitter all right uh, so Ryan from the Tashi Patreon Slack where do you think this goes in season two um, I mean I have to assume we're getting season two at this point 
because what was it all for? It's Star Wars. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. People will people will watch it. <laughs> Presumably we'll get that announcement at Celebration. Although watch Celebration's going to come and go and it's going to be another Disney Plus day. I mean, yeah. they still kind of have to address um, Boba Fett's beef with the Huts. It's, yeah, it's funny you say that because I was just realizing that I had told Cadman since he listens to the pod that if he had a question, he could tell us. But then he asked something about the Huts and I completely forgot. And I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that. And I'm like, I don't know. doesn't matter. But yeah, no, we, they do have to address his, his issue with the Huts. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I thought they were going to be the, the villain and then it was the Pikes. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it not being the huts because the huts are kind of annoying, but also I'm fine with going into that later because I, I don't know. I'm here for house of cards on Tatooine. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's still, it's, I would love it if we get some explanation as to why he was so angry at Bib Fortuna and the huts in general, because it felt like we never got that in season one. Yeah. I mean, they did just kind of let him, fall into a space penis mouth yeah but he's a bounty hunter he's got to know that people don't have his best interest in heart well yeah yeah like it's like mind and at heart but you get it how dare how dare my employer who pays me to uh kidnap and murder people not have my not not care about me as a person (laughs) it's very rude yeah like that was that was just very odd to me and you know we'll see if we'll see if they decide to get into that a little more maybe there was some secret bullshit with all the young maybe Boba flashbacks, maybe we'll get book two Boba Seeks Therapy. <laughs> I know therapy? it's a fact is for, but I would watch a Star Boba Wars? Fett therapy scene. I would do it. Not I for- my Star Wars. I forgot all of, all the young Boba flashbacks that were just completely pointless. It was like the same scene over and over again that I'm, I don't think it's an attack like it's not a scene no i think it was like the same leftover b-roll yeah exactly it was like (laughs) b-roll footage that had not been used but worked and then just over and over again i too like to stare angstily out of windows in the rain and question my relationships with my parents but i don't know if i could make a whole show out of it yeah is strong i don't know they could do like the sopranos but it's boba fett yeah i mean the occasional therapy scene i've seen three episodes of the sopranos (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's I think that's fair, though. And one thing that Robert Rodriguez said in an interview before season one came out is that, you know, Mandalorian's a Western and Book of Boba Fett was going to be more of like a gangster show. And I don't know that I agree with that interpretation. Um, but I mean, that, but that would be great if that's, you know, season one is just setting up how he gets to be the mob boss. And then season two and, you know, onward go to, you know, okay, what does he do with that power? That is, you know, I think the most interesting place for it to go. Um, but can Filoni and Favreau, who I always want to call Favroni, can they do exposition enough to take us on this journey? And oh, they can do the exposition. Back? You'll get nothing else. Right. But I mean, like, can it be done in an effective way? No. No, uh, anyway. <laughs> probably probably not with Favreau. It doesn't matter. It. Probably like, not with I, I'm, I'm totally it. fine with the idea of this turning into something later of like, okay, Fett has adjusted his 
views and came to the conclusion that he is now responsible for you know whatever happens with these with the syndicate or with the, whatever whatever these other groups are. This but, little group of teens. Yeah, like fine, whatever. You run a teen gang. That's cool. <laughs> um, but like, if you do, I just don't know how that story is going to work to take us when half of this season was like Boba Fett develops morals. <laughs> maybe I'm reading, maybe I'm too harsh because it's a Monday, but like, no, I I'm fine with it. I just don't have faith in the journey that that would take. I don't think any of us do. Okay. It's so funny because like, I feel like I'm higher in general on Favreau and Filoni's writing in, you know, the three seasons of Mandalorian slash uh boba i feel like i'm higher than huh it's two and a half seasons of mando yeah (laughs) i feel like i'm higher on that than a lot of people um but i also like i fully recognize that it's like it's it's like i said before i hate the process i don't like what they're doing with it and yet somehow it kind of like it finishes up and i'm like okay i like that so like i don't like it because it's star wars honestly yeah like i do like it but like do i like everything star wars mostly I mean, except for Rise of Skywalker, correct? Rise of Skywalker. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we'll see what they do with it in season two. I do, I do, for what it's worth, expect there to be a season two. I don't know why oh, they yeah. would do it if they weren't going to do. I don't know why they would go through the trouble of bringing back Boba Fett, like one of the most iconic characters of all time, if they were only going to have him in four episodes of his own six-episode show. I mean, that's extremely on brand for Boba Fett, though. He was in, like, three seconds of the original trilogy, and people go fucking crazy for him. I mean, that is true. It's I'm big Boba f- energy. I'm also fine with giving um, Ming-Na Wen and Tamora Morrison more money. Like, please give them And Disney screen money. time. I'd love them yeah. together. Just give them money. I don't yeah. care. I'll watch season two. Give them money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to... I hope season two, the writing hits its stride a little better, because... I do. I do. I want this show to be good. There's potential. This is, like, this is, for Mandalorian, I go into every season with, like, trepidation that I'm going to hate it and end up liking it. And this was the opposite. I had very high hopes for this series because I was like, I don't know how they could possibly screw it up. And then I came away, like, not, like, screwed <laughs> up, but, like, very underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for the ride, but I don't think I'd really want to rewatch it. Yeah. I uh, accidentally rewatched the episode... Where he recruits the teen gang. That's a fun one. He finds these teens. He yells at the guy. He was in something. Was he in... Was he in Space Jam? I have no idea. What? Yes. He was the he was the annoying like accountant buddy in Space Jam. The guy who was selling water for way too much. Which Space Jam? Oh, I'm thinking of... Um, there's a, definitely an actor in it who was in Office Space who I was thinking of too. That but guy. I, yeah. It is that guy. Yeah. I think it's that guy. I don't remember who's selling water in Book of Boba, but um, or in Space Jam. But I do nobody, remember nobody that that selling actor water in Space in Jam. That's okay. I don't know. They could be selling water in a basketball game to the aliens. I don't know. Well, they do have Mike Rule, uh, Mike Rule's special juice or whatever the fuck Gatorade, <laughs> steroids. No, no. Bugs Bunny writes on it like Mike Michael's secret stuff to to mind game mm. everybody into thinking that they're drinking like stuff that will make them better at basketball mm. so it's like a okay. yeah placebo they, they effect. Start being, yeah 
they, if they you start had, being better at basketball. If you had Miranda explaining the plot of Space Jam on your <laughs> stupid Book Wars pod bingo card for tonight, finish your beer. Just so everyone knows, I have seen Space Jam. It's just been a good 15 years. Probably that was, that was closer a pretty, to 25 years. That was a pretty niche detail, to be fair. Like... <laughs> Also, me explaining the plot of Space Jam should never be off your radar for this podcast. It's true. <laughs> um, Kate, before we move on to the next question, Kate did have an answer for this one, too. She was not able to join us because we took too long to record and school started again. But what she thinks, where she thinks it goes is if Boba doesn't, decides he doesn't want to be Daimyo, uh, how does he pass the leadership and community building skills he learned from the Tuscans? On to the modders or Chrysantan or whoever. The um, modders are the teens? Question mark. The mo- yes. Okay. So I completely respect this question. We all know I love Kate, but also now this makes me imagine Boba Fett as a community organizer, <laughs> and it's an interesting <laughs> mental image. That being said, um, I think he just have to pass the leadership. Like he's mentored them all. I don't think it would actually be that difficult for him to pass on the leadership because at some point he's proven himself and he has this weird half wild rancor like you got that you can just tell people who's in charge now and it's fine but if he passes it on what does he do what's the plot of the show boba fett wanders tatooine it'll be like the middle book of the aftermath series like maybe he'll go to a new community of tuscans i would watch that show i would watch it i prefer that maybe show. it'll be like a nature documentary but or like it's an anthropology series and planet he's like, tatooine i'd watch uh, it that actually is a great lead into our next question, which is from uh, Daniel Tie Pilot underscore Dandy from the Tashi Station Patreon Slack as well. What do you feel the show best added to Boba as a character? And I think, you know, for me, and we talked a lot about this, um, all of us did last episode, was the, the scenes with the Tuscans, and particularly episode two, were easily the most interesting part of the series. Yeah, hard agree. Yeah, I think all that we've seen of Boba... You know, I mean, I think I know all that we've seen of Boba Fett before this has been, you know, him as a little loner kid trying well, to make it as a bounty hunter. Yeah, I was going to say him. he's not a loner because there are millions of him, but I guess he is technically a loner because he ages normally. It's true. But also, he's not hanging out with the clones. He's like off with yeah. uh, what's her face and not get al- getting along with her. Um, Like with the the. The one ponytail thing on the top of her head. Or a sing is who you're thinking of. Thank you. Like, he's always just kind of been out for himself. So this is new and fun and heartwarming. Yeah, I'm here for his friendships. Yeah, I I thought it what it, it could have added best to Boba as a character was an explanation of his motivations, which we've never really heard past, you know, when he was a kid being motivated by being angry because his father died like we didn't the jedi killed my father yep like we didn't quite get it from this we got glimpses of what it could be um i hope that it will be more of that in season two um but we'll see yeah i i agree i felt like i thought it added i mean this is such a bullshit answer but i felt like it added actual personality like so much of what we associate with Boba, I feel like are all of us projecting onto like the action figure and like, yeah, he's in Clone Wars and he's cool in Clone Wars and like he's in some short stories and he's cool, but I just feel like there hasn't been a lot of substance and I felt like this added depth and like actual personality to his character that wasn't just us being like, 
Based on these three decisions that he made in Clone Wars, I think he is this person. Look at his cool armor. It is cool. That was his personality. He has a rocket pack. It goes vroom vroom. Sure does. <laughs> and like that, I don't say that to be like bitchy about it. I just like, and I mean, I did that too. I know. Oh, I'll be bitchy who... about it. He he has nothing, and fuck boys love him for decades. But yeah. now he has depth, mm-hmm. and is more than just an action figure. Agreed. And a, uh, you know, rightfully annoying youth. Yeah. Whenever like older generation Star Wars fans say that Boba Fett is their favorite character, I just I. I Run. can't. I can't resist rolling Run. my eyes. You gotta I wonder Boba why. Fett when you could love fives. <laughs> That's the question. A, a great point. A great point. Boba's not even blue. It's like it's like they don't even know. Anyway, I d- <laughs> I did correctly identify the blue boy when he showed up in this, though. Did he you. blow up? I mean, that is a reader question as well, or listener question. Did oh, our, I thought she said friend. when he showed up. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, when he showed but up. No, but I was it, like, ah, oh, yes, blue boy. Was he you in the cantina he's blue. when it exploded? Cad Ooh, Bane? No, sorry. I was talking about our dear friend Max Rebo. Oh. <laughs> Different blue boy. That's a good question. We don't know. No idea. I think Rob asked us that. That's okay, honestly, thinking. this is fucking bury the gays. They blew up Jennifer Beals. I realize she's probably not gay in this show. And has only been gay in one... Well, technically two shows. (laughs) I mean, she wasn't not gay in this one. She wasn't not gay. We don't have her personal life. It's true. It's homophobic. It is. She did decide to objectify multiple genders for us, so... And we love that for her. Mm -hmm. This this is is the future of equality liberals want. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's, what, for L-word stars to be in everything? (laughs) No, the objectification of male Twi'lek slaves, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, I'll let you continue your original point. Burp, oh, there Cad was Bane. no point. I was just yelling about Jennifer Beals being in the show oh, because it's fucking wild. that was Cad Bane. Oh, no, I was just proud of myself for identifying a blue boy. There was also no point there. That's a point. <laughs> um, next question from Tyler, again, from the Patreon. I'm sure you guys are planning on discussing the very weird structure of the show. We did that last uh episode but if you were in charge how would you restructure the existing scenes and storylines to work better cutting stuff is okay but nothing new can be filmed i mean how there were already only four episodes of content in a six episode series series so i don't know how we're not filming anything new one of them was also a weird flashback yeah half of it was a weird flashback i wouldn't have i wouldn't have done it as flashbacks yeah i think i I would have started with him getting out of the sarlacc and then spent like two or three episodes really developing his time with the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like maybe you do it as like a baby flashback just as a framing device, but like really I focus wouldn't... on that time and th- so that you can get a sense of his uh, uh, motivations, which I feel like is like they have tried to do that, but it didn't work for me. I wouldn't start an episode and then have half of the episode be like with a flashback and it takes you a second to figure it out. Because, like, he, he's got a lot of flashbacks in the back to tank. But this one was just like, hey, remember when this happened? And no, because we weren't there for it. They explain how he gets out of the Sarlacc. Um, I don't know. Also, I feel like they could have handled the Mando thing better. Like, I don't, I don't mind that the content was in the show because, you know, we love Mando. We love Grogu. They, they are important, ultimately, in uh, this story of Boba Fett and Mos Espa. 
Um, but just like turning into the Mandalorian for two episodes in the middle of it is a choice. Yeah. Like you can, you can weave it in. I agree. Or even like cut that down, but have it more in the beginning. I feel like I also, I'm fine with having flashbacks. I'm fine with Tarantinoing it. Um, but I feel like I would have spread it out more, particularly the more formative moments for him. So that it's not just like, here's his bad decision he made now. Now he's beat up and he, or beaten up. And now he's remembering in the back to tank how he got here. You know what I mean? I would have like interspersed the flashbacks, I think in a different way. And then, and to your point, Chris, I probably would have, if we can't add new scenes, I would have maybe extended the information about the Tuscans into multiple episodes. So it wasn't just like two um, and then everyone dies. Like I might've done it in a, not only, even if you're going to make that reveal in episode three, I would have continued to have these flashbacks of him remembering his time. Um, so that it's something he's like formatively drawing upon regularly. Yeah. I, I famously hate, uh, when the story is just, they're in the desert and walking and vaguely doing things. <laughs> Which is kind of what the beginning of the show was. And it's it's a good story. It's good content. And I think uh, most of what we got this season was good content. It's just... I don't know how I would do it. Because that is not my job here. Um, but I think there's a way to kind of, you know, interweave some of the, the flashbacks. And some of the time... Like, why couldn't more of the time with the Tuscans be flashbacks? Yeah. Was I sorry. You, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I was just gonna say you all you you both brought up a good point, which was that which I completely ignored, which was the Mandalorian interlude. For me, I think, and I, like I, I, I the Mandalorian episodes were like some of my favorite of the series. Like I thought what? they were more interesting. They were pretty good. But also, yeah, like great. I do think that there was a big issue in the marketing of this as the book of Boba Fett, and then there were two episodes without Boba Fett, like. I think that they, what they could have done is a couple things. A, condense the Mandalorian stuff to one episode, which I think they could have done. I, the, the first Mandalorian episode was a little, was a little chunky. Um, it was a little heavy. Um, I think it could have been cut down. Like, I think they could have done that and then been like, uh, this week on Book of Boba Fett. Surprise, it's the season three premiere of The Mandalorian. Like, specifically market it differently. Or, and, like, put, like, the Mandalorian, like, you know, title card on it and whatever. Um, and then go back to Book of Boba and, like, be, like, it is an interwoven story. Like, this is, like, kind of like how Marvel does it with, like, it's all the same story, but sometimes it's a Captain America movie and sometimes it's an Ant-Man movie and, like, shit like that. Um, but also, I think if they want to really commit to the interconnected storytelling, then they should start marketing it as, like you know, Tales of the Mandalorian or something like, you know, Tales of Tatooine, Tales of uh, Tales of Tatooine or, or, or just something that makes it clear that like, it could be Boba Fett. It could be Din Djarin. It could be Ahsoka. It could be any of these things. You just have to watch to find out. My question about why we all enjoyed the Mandalorian episodes is, is part of why we did because we're more invested in that storyline because we've had three seasons. Yes. Or two seasons. Yes. Like, that is part of why I feel like I see why they would weave that in. I'm fine with it being a part of the show. I really liked those episodes. Um, 
But it may also be a testament to the fact that like if we had more time in Book of Boba and perhaps slightly different telling of the story, we might feel that way in if these situations were reversed and you know because when boba showed up in mandalorian like people were excited but also confused um and so i just feel like if we had more time with the storyline and more time to become attached to the complications and the consequences of what happens in the show like we were also worried about what happens with little grogu Mm -hmm. like i think we would maybe feel differently yeah i i do feel like probably somebody should point out here that we after the first season of the mandalorian we weren't super high on it like it was good we vaguely enjoyed it but you know it it definitely hit its stride in season two um and you know like our the things that we were nitpicking and that were very valid and i think what we're nitpicking here is valid but um i don't know there's maybe a point there it's I personally am hoping because we all want this show to be good uh, because we love Boba Fett having depth that um, it'll improve in season two. And maybe with all this background, like, you know, a lot of the, the flashbacks, they were, they were exposition. It's like, Hey, look, Boba's upset. His dad's dead. Um, He lived with the Tuscans. Here's this, here's that, here's, whatever like here's um you know fennec shan going to mando and being like hey you owe us one or whatever um but i think hope like i all right i'm i'm hoping that with that out of the way we can get into actual plot which is what happened with the mandalorian there's no plot in season one agreed it was walking through the desert why are all these shows set on goddamn tattooing (laughs) excuse you there was one forest episode Oh my god, you're so right. Um, no, I think I think that's an excellent point. Um, and I, that's part of why I hope there is a season two because, I mean, listen, it's like a running joke at this point, but Filoni shows always hit their stride in season two. Season one is always rough, and you get through it, and then it hits season two. And just because yes. he's not show running it doesn't mean it's not the case here. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this one, or shall we continue? Ah, oh, we can go on. A uh, question from Drew from Tashi Station, uh, Patreon, uh, always friend of the pod. Would you adopt a Rancor? No. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Burb, go ahead. I know you want to watch basketball, but also go ahead. I No, I already have a cat. <laughs> like, I'm good on. Uh, there was, so at, at my work, uh, they do a thing where, like, they, you know, they put your picture on the, the homepage of, like, the internal site and, you know, you get a <laughs> yes surprise a ranker has joined my engineering firm um yeah, that's, that's a hell of a benefits package <laughs> uh but like somebody that are like outside of work thing referred to the um authoritarian regime or like living under the authoritarian regime of their cat <laughs> like i'm good on the rancor i got one little beast to to watch after here's my thought on the rancor one they bond with whoever first make eye contact right so assuming that i got to be the first one to make eye contact with it first of all i already think argos is bonded to me and he hates me half the time or i guess but maybe like a third of the time if you adopt a rancor would it have opened its eyes already and made eye contact with someone that's a good question you know i'd be willing to try i, I think we're... like sorry you go rana sorry i feel like my answer is 
presuming that I somehow had enough space for one. Um, but also I will say that would be a great transportation method that would have no carbon footprint or very minimal carbon footprint. That's true, but I also... Gas prices go up, Rancor prices don't. I have a small apartment. I'd have to keep him, like, tied up in the in the park a couple blocks away. I bet if I had a Rancor, my landlord would not be selling my apartment right now. He would be like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> probably true. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get fined by the city of Portland. But... Oh, whatever. I mean, what are they going to do? You can't, they can't enforce it. You have a Rancor. <laughs> it's true. It's like having a dragon. chickens, I think, and goats. You can. You can have chickens and goats, but I don't have a yard. I would have to use literal the park. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I was just going to say in response to the, uh, has it has it already bonded to someone else or is it seeing you for, are you, it's, it's bonded parent. I feel like we're probably not picking up this rancor at the Humane Society. Like, I feel like you're probably <laughs> getting it pretty young. I don't think, like... Like an illegal rancor? My sad assumption is that rancors that you don't get from childhood are fought or something terrible like yeah yeah they're definitely not pets for sure um (laughs) should we include Kristen in that question yes i have a big yard i could handle it (laughs) (laughs) how do you think jasper would react to a rancor there'd be no space for jasper to run Uh, yeah as long as (laughs) as long as they could both chase after each other. Jasper would be into it. That is the only thing he cares about. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would, um, as, as I feel like has been mentioned on the pod before, um, my lifelong dream is to uh, have a pet hippopotamus. So I feel like this is not that far off from that. Probably just as dangerous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No question. Um, and to that, I say I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I think Kate put in the outline, uh, like Chris's hippopotamus, where we put it, was her response. So Both of those pets will kill you. I stand, I stand by what I said. Um, another question from Drew. How would you have liked to see the Tuscan arc resolved? I, I, For me, literally any other way. Yep. Alive. The Tuscans being happy. <laughs> Uh, my dream answer to this would be since we had a little Boba land back moment, like some wild shit happens and it's like, cool, Tuscans are left in charge of Tatooine. Not even just Mosaspa, like Tatooine. Oh yeah. Everybody go home. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made a lot of strides with the, the Tuscans. For two episodes. <laughs> and well, in, in this series and a little do we make? I don't know. I don't Mando, I felt, Mando. There I felt like in that first episode of season two, I think it was. Yeah. I, or maybe second episode. I was like texting other like nerdy native people and I was like, oh shit. Um, to be fair, I say, oh shit to everything. But uh, yeah, no, I was, I was excited. But no, yeah, they don't, know. they don't give a good rap in, in the, the they're movies. They're called sand people. Like, that's not yeah, a good start. And it's like they're, everyone's kind of space racist against them. Uh, and so it's good to see them like have a loving, lovely community where they foster Boba Fett and make him a better person. Um, I want them to be happy and alive. I also love that in the Tuscan Raider episode that really dove into their culture, that it wasn't just like, Hey, they're just like white people. Like sometimes when stories have tribal people, however they're interpreted in space, um or other places like sometimes the way of getting the audience to care about them is to say like here's how they're actually like white people 
and I liked that it didn't lean into that. Yeah. Um, and that they were able to have like their own distinctive culture. But yeah, if they could not all be wiped out, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, uh, honestly, when episode two ended, I was really hoping that the rest of the series was going to be the reason that, like, Boba's, like, reason for being and taking over Tatooine is because, like, he is doing the bidding of the Tuscans and they are, like, the power behind exactly. him and he is the figurehead and, like, get like getting into the, like, really interesting aspects of that, of kind of like you were saying, like, taking over Tatooine. Um, yeah. I would have loved That's that. That's what I thought. At first, I thought that's where it was going, was, like, they've appointed him yeah. as someone who can navigate their system better. Or not their and system, but this system better. Mm -hmm. And sorry, Burb, I know you have a point. Um, I'll say my point yeah. after. Go ahead. Oh, no. No worries. But can you imagine them just backing him up? Like, in everything that happens the rest of the series? Yeah, it'd been, been know, awesome. If he's a figurehead for the Tuscans and they're there to support him, and, like, just really be, you know, his driving force, that'd be fucking lit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ronnie, you were going to say like something. Yeah, if we have to have a scene in which that village gets killed, then I would like, like, if for whatever reason that was the starting point, then I would like to see other groups of Tuscan raiders, because we know it's not just the Mosaspa area ones, like, who yep. maybe have some sort of backing then or joining Boba Fett's, like, vengeance, not maybe, maybe not supporting him in his role in Mosaspa, whatever, they don't care about that. But, like, some sort of way of still involving other Tuscan Raiders. So it's not just, like, he had a cool study abroad year. Now they're all dead and he has motive. Completely agree. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, though. Um, you know, obviously, Boba, like, kind of got, got that bond with this one group of the Tuscans. So, you know, I, does that translate to... You know, him meeting others. Um, I think he's got enough that he's probably okay, but it'd be interesting to see those dynamics. Well, and maybe it doesn't have to. Like, maybe that's part of the interesting, like, plot is that, no, it doesn't matter if you knew these ones, these other ones don't accept you, but also, like, they're not cool with the idea of an entire group of people being wiped out. So, like, you might have conflict with them, but you have a similar goal. Yeah. Yeah, so... be like, this is my Tuscan Raider friend. I had one Tuscan Raider friend. You must now also be my friend. But yeah, so like, you know, like we're saying, there's so many different ways they could have handled it that aren't lazy colonizer stories. Um, that was, but that this was is so Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and final question from Star Wars. Final question from Drew. Cad Bane, yes or no? Um, for me, resounding yes. I loved having him in it. That was wild. I was like, yeah, but where do I know him from again? And then I had to really think, and I was like, I know I've seen him before. I feel like it was Clone Wars. What was he in? And then someone pointed out to me that it was a deleted scene. And I was like, oh. Because I was watching this with Cadman, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he had a role. Like, I'm like explaining the things I felt like I remembered. And Cadman was like, huh. And I was like, I can't back any of this up. And then I realized, wow, what a wild thing to pull a important character from <laughs> in this season. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, and so for those who don't know, the the previous Boba Cad Bane um, history between them is that they have dueled in the past and Boba won, and that's why Cad Bane gets, like, a fucking robot head. Um, uh, but that is literally a, like, unrendered scene that was shown at Celebration one year, or Comic-Con or something. Um, but I liked... I, 
I loved having Cad Bane in it. I like when we saw him walking out of the desert, I like recognized his fucking hat right away and I like nope. freaked yep. out. And um because you know, you know, especially since he had just been in Bad Batch and you know, having him in Clone Wars back then, he was always just a really interesting character. Um so for me it really worked. Um I I know that there are other people who were like, why the fuck like do you need to have seen a fucking deleted scene from Comic-Con to understand the backstory? And I I definitely hear that from my admittedly very limited and very anecdotal experience talking to people. They didn't really give a shit that they didn't know their backstory. They just thought it was cool. It was cool. It was unexpected. And they did a good job, I thought, of like trying to summarize some of the backstory. Obviously, you can't get all of it, but of at least... like implying that there was some sort of history between them mm-hmm. yeah you you could tell there was some it. beef there yeah um from at m gardner lc on twitter do you feel like the issues with boba's story were more related to the back to flashbacks the need to bring along the di- the din di- okay i was like there's a typo and i was like is his name din or Jin? no it's din jarin <laughs> The Din Grogu story or Rodriguez's lack of focus. Yes. I just, I want to know what happened with Robert Rodriguez in this series. Mm. I, I will say like a lot of Robert Rodriguez's movies I'm a fan of, like not all of them, but I think he does a, an interesting role or role. What the fuck am I saying? I think he does an interesting like job in his storytelling. And I think he has a very unique way of telling stories. Um, but yeah, he's not the most focused director. Um, I do think part of why they brought in the Dinjarin plotline was because we all love Grogu, and true. <laughs> because it probably increased viewership and interest in the story. Like I think people watched this, but I do feel like people are more likely to tune in, or maybe they got really pumped and they were like, "What, Mando? What?" I don't know. Maybe they didn't feel that way, but that's my assumption. Oh, I think they did. They did Baby Yoda on SNL. Grogu's a national hero. Like the ending with Grogu was like one of my favorite things of the whole season. It was very. I cute. loved it. Fast Grogu wants to go faster. Okay. Boom, boom. Yeah, I just, I just don't get what happened with Robert Rodriguez because like he does he does have a very unique style, but like this wasn't it. Is the weird part like this didn't feel like it was him and like, you know, with with any Star Wars production these days you do like you have to ask like did something happen behind the scenes but everybody was so happy about how this all like worked out and was so effusive about the process and like how it was going that like i find it hard to believe that like they just like essentially like recut all of rodriguez's work in post but also what the hell was with the 10 miles an hour speeder chase like you're telling me Robert Rodriguez can't put together like one of the great action sequence directors of his generation can't put together a better speeder chase than that. It was bizarre. Yeah. I do wonder if like, because most of his work is probably not something that Disney would be okay with having for star Wars content. Um, I do wonder if that played a role in some way, or if he was like, this is an opportunity to be creative in a different way. And it didn't quite translate or I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting thought that he was intentionally trying to kind of branch out and it just didn't work. That's a very interesting thought. 
at Tom the Fanboy on Twitter, so many characters survived the destruction of the sail barge. What do you think it was like when they all had to walk back to the palace that afternoon? I imagine Awkward. it was like when you and a bunch of other people are at a hotel 10 blocks uphill at the convention center. How many survived the sail barge? Boba? Some of them. Ha- well, Boba questionably survived it. Like, he wasn't hanging out on the barge with everyone else. He was sitting in the penis. Yeah, but like other than, you know, the the, the Star Wars group, other than the protagonists, who else survived? This is a legitimate question. I don't know. That's, I'm that's sure a, good a couple question. people. Like, there have to have been people who fell off or like escaped the crash and then like crawled back i don't know why they would all want to go back to java's palace but it's got to be possible that's, that's where their stuff is mm-hmm. oh that's they true left their ba- they left their backpacks there maybe it's like <laughs> one time my high school had a bomb threat and then we all had to go back to school after to go get our stuff because we all had to leave in the middle of the day exactly. and everyone was like hey do you still think we have a test tomorrow i feel like it's probably like that where like no one knows how to handle it and they're like hey do you think we're still gonna get paid can I can I do a quick aside and Kristen, uh, if you're listening and post, you can cut this. Uh, in college, um, we you know we showed up for class and the door to the room that we used was locked, and you know we're in one of the buildings where the classes are, um, Phillips Hall for you, GW nerds, and so we're waiting for classes. Our our professor's not there yet, and the fire alarm goes off. So then we walked outside. Um, And so, you know, we're hanging out across the street and kind of congregating and we're joking like, oh man, she's probably, we had a, we had a quiz that day. (laughs) We're like, she's probably going to still make us take the quiz. We need to split up. And then she fucking found us. (laughs) She made us separate and gave us all a little quiz. It was very funny. So my question is who's giving the quiz at Jabba's Palace? I don't think they have a quiz. I think they just need to get their backpacks. Interesting. Interesting thought. Um, Kate's comment to this one is, quote, so uh, anyone else see Fett get eaten by that butthole? <laughs> it's going to be a really awkward walk. It's going to be like, weird. Like if sure. you say goodbye to someone and then you start walking in the same direction, but worse. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It also, I feel like there will be that moment when you realize someone is at the same weird event later. And you talk to them and you're like, yeah, I was at this weird, crazy thing. And there's like this barge crashed and a blind person shot a bounty hunter into an asshole. And then <laughs> it would be like, oh, actually, I was there, too. This is wild. How did we That's got to be awkward. This? There were not a lot of people on that barge. <laughs> but like, there's definitely someone who didn't know that other people were there. And then they're going to hear in like five years and like the, you know, the world of whatever shitty crimes they join. Yeah. Yeah. Jabba's uh, crew, his group of close personal friends, not the brightest. I could see it. This is true. Um, I'm right. always here. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Sorry, you go. It wasn't a good point. I was just going to say, I'm always here for when Jabba gets choked out. And so I'm sure yeah. somebody was talking about this. Yeah. I was like, did you see the lady in the weird gold bikini? Yep. <laughs> Choke Jabba with her own jeans. Yep. That was fucked. Um, all right, we are running heavy, so we're just going to do rapid fire for these last few, uh, many of which are from Rob, uh, <laughs> at the Rob Mayhem on Twitter. Uh, friend of the show, he's been on before, uh, is at, Madame at Garza. smooth like mayo. Yes, also at smooth like mayo, thank you. you fancy. Uh, is Garza Whip okay, Madame Garza? Um, my answer is no. I don't know who that is. Ma- she did. literally Jennifer Beals. 
Jennifer Beals? No, and I feel bad for her. I don't know her name. She's Jennifer Beals to me. I never I never paid attention to what her name is. <laughs> yeah, no, she dead. She she's super dead. Um what do you think the parking fines were for leaving slave one there for five years? None. They don't have laws on Tatooine. That's just... There's no way they have an impound lot. There's no way they have like a department of transportation. Or, they, I don't even they, think they, they have were just tickets. holding his car. Like they it, just it forgot it was in a private there. garage. Private they probably used it for scrap metal. It's so weird that they just t- t- didn't fucking touch it for five years. So bizarre. Um, who's gonna walk this rancor back to the palace? <laughs> Kate's answer Great. is my favorite. I have nothing to add on top of that. Kate's answer <laughs> is Grogu has a new pet. IDK, what you're talking about. <laughs> I agree. Um, I agree too. I think that the uh, the little uh, droid rickshaw that Amy Sedaris uh, rented is going to drag it back. <laughs> going to turbo mode. Um, who's going to clean all this shit up? I love the idea of Boba Fett just picking up trash. I just assumed since it's a desert, the wind will blow it all off, and someone will cut their foot on it in a flashback scene in like ten years of a some or other show. It'll get buried in sand. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea not of Boba Fett picking up trash, but of Boba Fett supervising a bunch of pikes in bright orange vests while they pick up trash. <laughs> I also like the idea of Fennec Shand picking up the trash. She'd I be so mad. I cannot picture her ever picking she up trash. She would be so mad doing it, but Boba would make her, and she'd complain I don't think time. anyone can make her do things. No, but I think she'd feel bad. I don't think she would. I feel like she just like makes some pithy not, comment about how people deserve garbage and then not, like leave. Not bad. I think she'd do it because Boba asks her to, and like, hmm, she'll do things for him. I stand by it. I feel like Mando can, would do it. I don't care. Mando would do it definitely. Yeah, that would happen. Uh, and then finally, from Rob, how much does a pig funeral cost? I just say we we use Kate's answer. <laughs> Kate's answer, the official answer of the pod is, how much does it cost to get barbecue supplies? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking of, like, luau's there and pig roasts. Listen, carnitas is good on any planet. It's true. Um, at Blee Internets on Twitter, would you rather cuddle one Rancor-sized Grogu or a dozen Grogu-sized Rancors, all of whom are emotionally attached to you and you alone? Rancor-sized Grogu. I'm so sad at this question. <laughs> I can't answer. I, I'm, I'm 100%. Crying, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rana. No, I said I'm not actually crying, but I want to. Mm, fair. Uh, for me, the answer is 100% one rank or sized Grogu, and I will tell you why. And I had this debate with Kate because she said uh, the second one would just be having 12 orcas, so that, I guess, which is not Orca incorrect. Has separation anxiety. <laughs> not incorrect. But... Go ahead, Chris. No. <laughs> You just you, you the look on your face was great. No, sorry, I just had a realization. Go okay, um, I don't have many of those. For me, because if they're Grogu-sized rancors, listen, the rancor is a lot of things, but it's not soft. I don't feel like it's going to be comfortable <laughs> to cuddle with. Whereas a rancor-sized Grogu is going to be like soft and squishy, and you can lean your head on it and go to sleep. Like is for it example, be soft. They look at Yoda's claws. Nobody's like, more likely baby, to be cuddly but... than fucking rancors. That's true. Like, we we have a giant baby Yoda pillow on the couch behind me. Like, I imagine it being like that, but bigger. I feel like I said I couldn't answer, but now I can. I'm going to go with the gro- the dozen Grogu-sized Rancors because Grogu does not know his own strength as a tiny, like, three-pound creature. Mm. Can you imagine that he's a giant? He will 
like it'll be like when a toddler tries to hug you and like you're like wow good thing you're not strong or my ribs would crack but it will actually like your organs will shoot out of you i think through which my ribs would probably all all of the holes (laughs) like i just i feel like that's got to be my answer is it doesn't gurgle rancors solely yes they might scratch me up i already get scratched up by my dogs and my boyfriend's dogs like it's fine rancor size gurgle is going to kill me that, Out of love, and it'll be a good way to go, but I'm dead. That's a fair point. I mean, I guess it goes back to my early answer about uh, having a Rancor as a pet and a hippo. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> uh, and then last question of the episode comes from Space Jess on Twitter. Uh, how much of our dear departed hamster Boba Pet did you see in the new and enlightened Boba Fett? Um, you know... Boba Boba Pet did spend a lot of his time scrambling around and running just to get nowhere, so it did remind me of the show overall. Oh, Boba Pet. R.I.P. Boba Pet. He was a sweet boy. He bit the shit out of me, though. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do. So would Boba Fett. You don't know your yeah, life. Exactly. That's, no, listen, he that's true. He was practicing finding a bounty. That's true. Claiming it. That's true. There was a bounty on my finger. Uh, thank you all for listening to this <laughs> truly bizarre episode of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, get your, I'm like looking at the conclusion. I'm like, are people even getting vaccines anymore? Get your fucking vaccines. Oh, I guess there, I guess you, you can get have boosters again one. now. Yeah. They're, they're doing boosters for, over 50. Um, Go for the olds. Yeah, seniors. Yeah, and which means they're coming. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so get more fucking boosters. Um, next episode, we're going to be getting back to books. We're going to be reading A Test of Courage, uh, which is the Higher Public first middle grade book, followed by uh, Into the Dark, which is the YA book, uh, A Test of Courage, written by Justina Ireland, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Uh, in the meantime, if you have the means, donate to the International Rescue Committee. Uh, definitely remembered that. Uh, and second, if you want to support us, you can donate to the Tasha Station Radio Patreon. It helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Or you can give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookhorsepod. Uh, all of this makes Argos, Serbi, Jasper, Orca, and Tony very happy. Uh, so we, we, we hope that you will do it. Our theme song is... Wow, I just burped in the middle of saying that our theme song is whiz bang by poddington bear our logo and artwork are by joe butera design and our audio and production are done by what this uh, at this moment is probably a very regretful Kristen mcdonald uh thank you so much for listening for all of us rana miranda kate Kristen, all the pets aforementioned i'm chris we'll talk to you next time this was a train wreck <laughs> He just started saying next time because who knows when we're recording again. <laughs> <laughs>